0: This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to episode three of Make America Grape Again. I'm here again with Gary. Hi. This time we have the new state, obviously. Uh, The state is Massachusetts. Uh, We are drinking here the Westport Rivers Cinco Case or Five Dogs. It is Massachusetts estate grown from the southeastern New England AVA. Uh, Now to answer the possible next question of what is an AVA anyway. AVA or American Viticultural Area is a designated wine grape growing region in the United States that is distinguishable by geographic features with boundaries that are defined by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, TTB, of the United States Department of the Treasury, or the bane of every winery's existence, more or less. Uh, So I've been told. Now, I don't have an exact acreage total for uh, Massachusetts, but the southeastern New England AVA actually includes 13 different counties, in three New England states, uh, we're going to be visiting a couple wines from this AVA over the course of this podcast. Because uh, I used to uh, date someone who lived in the heart of uh, the southeastern New England AVA. So, yay! How I, many
1: acres are in the AVA?
0: Uh, Wikipedia does not say.
1: How many acres are in Massachusetts?
0: All I have here is the total area of the entire AVA, not acreage planted. Uh, what is that? Uh, the total area of the AVA is 1,875,200 acres.
1: So it is roughly 10 Arizonas? At least in terms of size of the AVA. Yeah.
0: And the thing to remember about an AVA is that not all of that area is planted, either. Just everything that's in that place can be labeled as coming from that AVA. But for
1: continuity's sake, we want to measure something against the Arizona planted. This is true. So, so,
0: 10 Arizonas is the size of Southeastern New England AVA. There are apparently other AVAs in the New England area. There is a sub AVA of the Southeastern New England AVA, and that's the Martha's Vineyard AVA, which got into a big tiff with the Martha's Vineyard AVA in California, because California is like, well, we have this listed first, and uh, Massachusetts is like, bitch, please. There are vines planted here before California became a state, before your missions got planted there. And then the judge went, yeah, the place is called Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, so we're going to give it to Massachusetts. Yeah. So anyway, the climate region is very continental maritime, so it's got a lot of dampness, a lot of humidity, a lot of influence from the nearby Atlantic Ocean. So the Westport River's 2014 Five Dogs, or Cinco Caes is a white blend of Rocketsli, Pinot Gris, Muscat, Pinot Blanc, and Pinot Noir. Westport, Massachusetts, which is just over the border from Rhode Island. Went there
1: a couple years ago. I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Um, but the wine is pretty entertaining.
1: It is. It is very, very reminiscent of humid climate wines. Particularly white wines. It, it almost has this funky
0: brie, brie cheese wheel on note on the nose and with a little bit of star fruit and sea salt and uh, a baking spice that Gary and I spent about ten minutes trying to figure it out and still haven't come up with decided it's kind of
1: like parsley but kind of not. Somewhere in between parsley and allspice. Yeah. If you can come up with a better description than that, drink the wine and tell us. Be
0: our guest. It's also a 2014, so it's had some time to age. It's still got a decent bit of acidity there. Not much, but it really does. More than I would have, more than I expected from a wine from this region. Absolutely. Uh The palate is exactly like an Old Wheel of Brie, because it's as amazing as an Old Wheel of Brie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's got this bright apple, starfruit, a little bit of like a lime tone, sea salt, that really nice gripping acidity. This wine probably could have aged even longer certainly could have. Uh, Another two years. And that's the thing about whites, is a white wine can age. Don't let anyone tell you differently.
1: But the key is acidity and or residual sugar. The oldest wine I have in my cellar right now is a white wine. What is it? A Page Springs Malvasia Bianca. Oh, Arizona Malvasia ages so well. It does. We'll meet that grape eventually, because it's me. It's a 2012. The uh, last time I opened a bottle of that same Page Springs Malvasia, you were there. That's right, and that was good. And that was a couple of years ago, so it should be even better now. Yeah. But this is my last bottle of it, so. Yeah, we need to save it. Mm-hmm. But we're Kessily. It's
0: so not at all like Malvasia. Not at all. Except for it being a white grape from a weird... Eastern European country, originally.
1: With a kind of mineraly thing going on. Yeah, this definitely
0: has uh, that sea salt minerality. And so we see in this wine indicators of what uh, wine geeks like ourselves call tawar. But a brief summation of the term of tawar is basically how the local landscape affects the grapes and therefore the wine that's produced, and that includes all these different things soils geology the microclimate microbes in the soil microbes on the grapes if you're using wild fermentation using the yeast on the grapes that will also impart unique to our notes because mm. that's something that's specific to that specific area and we'll be talking more about that at a later date
1: with a later wine i promise you can hold us to that but this one tastes very much like a humid green wetland climate yeah so not only massachusetts new england but the southeast and their avas and their white wines when they get a little bit age on taste this way as well and then there's a winery out in camp verde arizona which seems like it would be like the rest of arizona but it's right next to the river and it's flood irrigated and it gets this kind of wetland funk in the wine yeah fantastic where it almost tastes like you're drinking the water from clear creek or the
0: verde river it's like drinking local <laughs> river water not in a bad way this is a really good wine i would say that out of the wines we've had so far as a recording this is the best agreed absolutely cheers to that but before we go Raketsli. Uh, I didn't just sneeze. It's a grape that originally comes from the Republic of Georgia. Now the Republic of Georgia has pretty much the oldest history of any country on earth when it comes to viticulture. And the only country that may be older is Armenia, which is right next door. Georgia itself is probably home to most of the ancestors of all of Vitus vinifera that are used for winemaking. It is the motherland of grapevines. If Rickettsley and Saparavi were people from Lord of the Rings, they would be Goldberry and Tom Bombadil. That gives you an idea of just how old these grapes are. They were the first, they will be the last. <laughs> Laugh all you want, Gary. You know it's a really damn good descriptor.
1: That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> it was fantastic and you blindsided me with it. <laughs> So anyway,
0: Raketzli is very common, commonly in Georgia, blended with another white barrel called mitzvane. And the funny thing about Georgian is, while it sounds like you're sneezing, uh, everything is more or less spelled exactly as it sounds. So if you're searching for Raketzli, the spelling is R-K-A-T-S-I-T-E-L-I. Grown in a few other states in the U.S. It's grown uh, also in New York, it's grown in Kansas, grown in Missouri... I would love to see it grown in Arizona. I think it would do well in some of the cooler climates like Senoida or along the Yung Rim. Because it is a grape that's adapted to the cold. And one of the ways that they take care of this adaptation to the cold and make sure that these vines don't freeze every year, because it is a colder climate, of course, in the northeast, is that they actually use uh, different rootstocks there than we do here. So
1: rootstock, uh, Gary, do you want to sum up what a rootstock is in 15 words or less? I will do my darndest. So... Rootstock is the part of a grafted plant that contains the roots. The rest of the grafted plant is called the scion. And is what you would typically see referred to on the label. So Cab Pinot Noir, Cab Franc, Chardonnay. Riquetzli. Bless you. Saparavi. Whatever you see on the label as the grape varietal is the scion. Rootstock doesn't really affect how the scion performs too much, but it helps it adapt to different areas better.
0: So basically, if you're planting in a colder climate, you want a different rootstock that's adapted to that climate rather than something here. If uh, you're planting in
1: loose, airy soils that have great drainage, you want some, a different rootstock than if you're planting in North Carolina, which is basically planting in a clay pot.
0: Well, this soil here is not uh, not super clay-based, but it's not the, the worst soil, it's not the best soil. From when I was poking around on uh, some of these vineyards, it's, it's definitely sort of a granitic base, but it does have a lot more clay than most of the soils here in Arizona but probably is not as clay-filled as North Carolina. But there is a grape that is indigenous to that part of the world, that I pray to God we don't have to meet in this podcast in any other way, and that is Concord. So Vitis labrusca. They use uh, basically Concord rootstock, because that's a grape that's adapted to that specific climate and that specific soil and those specific conditions to allow these grapes to grow. And while these grapes are kind of adapted to that sort of climate, not necessarily those particular soils. And boy, this is really good. Yes, it is. We're going to finish off another glass here. Stay tuned. Shoot me an email at makeamericagrapeagainpodcast at gmail.com if you got any questions concerns. Or if you're in a wine area and you want to submit a bottle.
1: Or if you just want to say hi because we're lonely.
0: Yes, especially Gary out there in the bench in his RV looking like Heisenberg. Although he does have Olaf who oh, has been intermittently rustling around in this <laughs>
1: podcast. Anyway, let's make America Grape again. You're goddamn right.
0: This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at Podcast at gmail.com. On Instagram at the monk or on Twitter at CVBurquet.
1: Be sure to also check out our website, make America Again I'm Gary, you can find me on Instagram at greater than wines, on Facebook at facebook.com slash greater than and by email at greaterthanwines at gmail.com.